What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Okay, you know, like at camps and stuff like this, you take the ball out. You ain't getting the ball back. <laughs> like, you the last one up the court. They already did their thing. So I stopped there, and I just got into a rhythm and started hooping. The Lakers should sign Trey Young this summer. They got to kind of start preparing for, like, if LeBron's last year is this year or next year, whenever it is. And I feel like a uh, pick and roll with AD and a guy like Trey Young would be deadly. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Got my PrevNA 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated, but but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Welcome to All The Smoke, a production of The Black Effect and Our Heart Radio in partnership with Showtime. Welcome back to another edition of All The Smoke. All The Motherfucking Smoke. My brother, you good? I'm good, bro, we back at it. Yeah, we got some more family in the house today. Welcome our guest, Lamar Odom. What's up, my guy? Brody. What's up, my dude? We got you here, man. (laughs) Hey, man, I've been trying to track bro down for a minute. Like, come fuck with us, man, we gotta talk. Yeah. Come talk, come kick it. Uh, Man, it's good to see you. You too, my Um, guy. 2020, we jump right into it. 2020 was a hell of a year for the world. What was one thing positive, negative you took from 2020? Keep your loved ones even closer mm. to you. Not being able to go outside, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So the people that you're relating with every day, you're gonna learn a lot about them. Keep God close to you, of course, mm-hmm. all the time. Your story has been widely publicized. It's been an up and down journey for you to say the least. Where is Where are you currently at right now with just life, peace, family, everything that's good for you? Well, I'm happy. It's important. You know what I'm saying? That's all that matters to me. Um, sober. But, I mean, I'm happy for the most part. I'm hardworking. You know what I'm saying? Just trying to get back on top where I should be. Absolutely. How would your versatility mm-hmm. translate in the game today? Oof. Probably, like, close to a triple-double. Yeah. Mm. Easy. I would say. Mm. Like, same thing like how James Harden, like, those are some of my favorites. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? James Harden, um, Luke I. Big guard. Yeah, LeBron. Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I like the way Draymond Green played the game, too. Yeah. yeah. Versatile. Someone could do a little bit yeah, of everything. Yeah, got to do a little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, take us back 
your upbringing, your childhood, is, it's been well documented. Uh, your father struggled with addiction. You unfortunately lost your mom at 12, but all that shaped you into you know, the man you are. Tell us ab uh, about your upbringing. Queens. 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 Yeah, my mom's passed away. I was like, I was 12 years old. Um, it's crazy, I remember the day she did pass away. I just went to the um, park hoop all day. Mm. That was like the first time I got like the pass to stay out all night. You know what I'm saying? I think my grandmother knew I was grieving. You know what I'm saying? Um, she passed away in the afternoon. And shit, I was in the park till the next morning. Mm. Just hooping. And then, you know, growing up in, in New York, you know, the, the point guard game is big. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So I always like tried to be like Kenny Anderson. Mm. When I came into the league, I, I kind of like was like a six nine Kenyans, mm -hmm. but then that changed when I went to Miami. Now put on like twenty five pounds. Mm -hmm. But basketball, you know, it's been a journey. It's been life for me. You know, life is you know ups and downs. When did you pick hoop up? Just playing against dudes that was older than me every day. That was my practice. You know what I'm saying? Little did I know that I was, I was just honing my skills to you know what I'm saying to make it to the NBA. Um, just playing ball every, every day, as much as I can. Right? What was the city like back then? Obviously, big, big on basketball, big on music. You know what I mean, '90s, you know, crack era. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, up tempo, mm -hmm. violent. Always got to be on point. How right? did all that shape you and prepare you for what God was going to put in front of you with the journey you took in the NBA? How do you see that that, that New York shaped you and prepared you for what was coming? Well, I think the streets in New York could prepare you for anything. Mm. Basketball in the streets was, was my life, really. And, you know, girls. Same here. Ain't nothing changed, really. You talked about outside. I mean, that really honed your game. Talk to us a little bit more about how just playing outdoor, like you said. Well, your handle is everything, you know what I'm saying? And when you're from, you're from New York, you know, you're in New York, you got to be able to pat the ball. Yeah. No matter what position you play, no matter how big you end yeah, up, yeah, and it's you know it's gonna give you an extreme advantage. You know what I'm saying? No matter what level you on, Kyrie, James Harden, even Steph, he known for his jump shot, but his handle is incredible. Yeah. Shake the shot, it. Mm -hmm. Who did you, you look up to and watch on TV growing up as a kid? Oh man, Magic Johnson, mm. of course. <laughs> Magic Johnson, makes sense. Kenny Anderson. And then dudes that I love, like even watching in the league when I was even playing against them, was like Garnett, Nowinski. What was your high school? You, you know, obviously a very decorated high school player at legendary AAU teams. Mm -hmm. Take us back to that time because, like I said, you hit a growth spurt and you kind of kept growing, but you still kept your guard skills at, at your, what are you, 6'10"? Yeah, six, and I'm, six, I'm about 6'9 and a yeah. half now. But when I, was, when, I was, um, when I was a freshman in high school, I was like 6'2", but then when I came back for my sophomore year, I was like 6'7". Sprouted up. Too. Yeah. yeah. So at 6'2", you know, you're a guard. Middle of like freshman year, I'm like 6'5". Then when I get back, I'm 6'7", I'm so I was able to keep all my guard skills. I'm constantly playing against or playing with Eric Barkley, Speedy Claxon. Mm -hmm. We had three, um, three NBA dudes on the same high school team. That's crazy to and think And then about. it's probably the toughest league, I think, in the, in the country. Got LaSalle, St. Raymond's, you know, any one of those teams, like, 
probably be in the top 25 in any given year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was watching Kenny Anderson play. He was playing against a school um, called Talent Time. It's, it's not there no more. But you had Kenny Anderson, and they had a center. His name was Rod Wardin. He went to St. John's. They was playing against a school called Talent Time. They had Brian Reese, Adrian Autry, and Malik Sealy on Dang. the same team, my oh, dude. Yeah, that's cheating. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's, that's how, like, thing. tough the, the, the CHSAA is every year. So to win it, for, um, my year, you had to go, I had to go play against Ron. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's tough. Yeah. Tough just to get out. The city championship in New York City is everything. How did you grow your game? Just by playing and, and practicing. Um, you know, in New York, like dudes, would, you know, work me out. Um, shout out to Vincent Smith. He was um, Kenny Anderson's. Um, mentor growing up, you know, just working out, going to Los Battalion gym, working on my handle, Bob Deck, you know, go to any gym and just work out as much as possible, just get it in. Especially at that age, that's all it was really, just what? basketball. What? You know, that was really before, you know, smoking weed or, you know what I'm saying, yeah. doing anything else and shit like that. Straight hoop. Tell, tell, me, tell me about that Rucker moment, the famous Rucker moment. When oh. You, when Braun and Hove and them out there. Yeah, when I mixed the boy up. Yeah, <laughs> and threw it through his leg. Yeah. What was, year was that? I think it was 2004, so I think I just signed with the Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. Yeah, I did. Just, yeah, I was that a, the Rucker? Cra- yeah, that was the Rucker. Yeah. It, had, it was raining. It was indoors, it yeah. It was raining, so we had took it to Gaucho's gym. Yeah. Yeah, and then you know I'm in you know in front of Hove and all that, so I'm gonna show bag. off and all that, and it just it just came out. But you know who you know who taught me that move? Darius Miles taught me that move. Word <laughs> 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 up! In practice, he taught me that move because he fucked me up in, in practice. He threw it that way and then threw it between my legs. I'm like what the fuck? How you do that? Just, you know what I'm saying? And I just picked it up. Yeah. But Darius Miles showed me that much. That's one of the Hall of Fame rucker moments. Word. Hey, touch on that, though. I don't think people realize because his career was kind of fast how talented Darius Miles was. D. Miles was? Oh, no, man. yeah, he was different. Knuckleheads. Yeah, he was different. Shout out Knuckleheads. Yeah, he was really like um, like a miniature Garnett. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But he had more of more a, like an outside game, like yeah, a quick handle, yeah. quick crossover and all that. But he was dumb nice. He was before his time. Mm. When he came in, they thought he was gonna like just take it over. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he mm-hmm. thought he was gonna take it over. I had to just bust his ass and practice. Wake him up. That's my boy, you know what I'm saying? That's <laughs> my boy and all that, yeah. Young fella. That's my brother though, you know what I'm saying? But him and QQ was tough too. Mm-hmm. Q was, I was a fan of Q. I remember in college, I watched him get like 20 rebounds. Word, against Cincinnati. Against Cincinnati, yeah, big man. Cincinnati was more physical than any NBA yeah. team I ever played against. Yeah. Kmart and them. Word. Yeah. Yep. They had to shut down Factor. Mm-hmm. Before we get to the league, though, we all, I want to touch real quick on your your legendary AU team. Oh, me, Ron. Yeah. Elton Brand. I think we was yeah. like Rivers Barkley. We like. Yeah. They said like, sixty nine and one. Yeah. Record That's was crazy. crazy. Insane, right? I think the the. the the, um, the, um, the, the part that is more memorable than, than the basketball wins is like the brotherhoods that started. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm be able to, you know, 30, 40 years from now, call these dudes my dudes because those summers, those couple of summers that we spent together. So many pros come up out of that. Y'all, as kids, talking about it and a lot of y'all make it to the pros. Yeah, I mean, I, I think a, a lot of us, I think we knew. Mm-hmm. 
what we were destined for even at that age. At least get there. Yeah. You know at least I mean? get there. At least Take get us there. back to AU because it was different now. You know, obviously I'm I coach my kids, they're twelve and they're in it, and you can see everyone we're gonna play now through your phone. Back then it wasn't like that. If they had these damn camera phones back and all then, these highlights and all that when I was coming up, right. the whole hood would have been indicted. Oh my <laughs> gosh, you, my lord. Every AAU team would have had, had, six, I had like at least 500 before I even went to college. <laughs> For real, if I had anybody with a business mind with me Word. at that time, kidding me? It's extreme exposure. Hmm. It might be overexposure. Yeah, overexposure. And I, I don't know how is. you fight overexposure. Would you yeah. not want your kid to be nice? Right. Yeah. No, it's tough. You have to be really, really in tune, I would say, as a parent or a guardian. Nowadays, yeah. especially if they play sports and they're nice. It's a shark. It's and a, they it's, get it. It's a shark mm-hmm. tank. That's why I'm thinking. You know what I, mean? I got my hands on them, so, you know, just watching it. Because like there's so many different ways to monetize from amateur sports, even if you do it the right way. So, God forbid you a, a, a scum bucket. Yeah, you really prop, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you said, it, it could be too much too soon. Like, it's... We've never had the kind of, you know, we have kids that are superstars before they go to college. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Normally you get some accolades, you might parade all American, they can read about you in a magazine, but these kids are having bigger following. Zion would have had a bigger following than Duke had. You yeah. know what I mean? Like these kids well, I mean, now, I think everybody play a part with it, sneaker companies. And- yeah. What were some of the top, top schools recruiting you? I wish I would have like visited a HBCU. HBCU, yeah. I wish I would at least gave them a visit. Yo, yeah. I mean, could you imagine like the number one, number two player in the country visiting the HBCU? I could at least imagine a visit would at least be. I, that's what I'm saying. I know I'll have about four, five more kids. And I was, my, I was talking to my man about that. I think I might want to um, get into the AAU world to take like the best players and get them toward, towards the, the HBCU. HBCU. Yeah. And get them some love. Yeah. You said how many more kids would you have? I have about five to six more kids if I went to HBCU. Even visited a campus, HB, I would have about five, six But more I'm just kids. saying, though, like, I <laughs> think I would, I, would get, I would try to get with the AAU just to do that, just to push kids to the yeah. HBCU mm-hmm. and get them conferences popping. I wish I would have went to it. Man, I wish I Because it got to be like an L experience, my dude. Imagine being the, the top player and then going to a school like that. So you don't even have to be a top player just to be able to, a big they top have to player be like to go. It got to be a movie. That's a I got movie. Two, I got two sons. 15 to 16, so I'm sure going to try to put that in their head. Yeah, they I told who? my sons, I'm going to get an apartment on campus or whatever It just It wasn't to. even, it wasn't no, even. it wasn't even thought. It wasn't a thought. Nah. Thought process. I'm trying to survive. I wasn't thinking about college. Who were some of the schools, though, that you, that, that you thought about? Vegas, Fresno State, UCLA, Kentucky, Connecticut. Did it cross your mind to, to jump? You know, seeing Talib? KG, Kobe, T-Mac. Yeah, it did. But, I, you know, I told my grandma that I was going to always go to school. Mm. How did I, want, I wanted to go to school. And I wanted to go to school, too. But sometimes I wish I would I wish I would have jumped. How Rhode Island get so lucky? Yeah, what happened with UNLV to get you to Rhode Island? Oh, they said I cheated on my SAT. Did you? How you going to cheat on your SAT? you 6'10". <laughs> <laughs> Black. My dumb ass was set it up. They was set it up for me to cheat, and I still failed. Nah, but the motherfucker scored too high. Oh, really? That took it. You yeah. did too good. Mm-hmm. Took it. Scored way too high. I cheated. I tried my best to cheat it, but I could have. I think I, I could have passed it though, because I took the SAT, a practice one before that. I, I, 
kind of like was real close to the grade. So I, I mean, I wasn't stupid. Crazy. So you had you had someone else take the test for you? Mm-hmm. That's the New York shit. Hell yeah. boogie. Yeah. And he said they scored too good. They scored too high because they just looked at the my 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 average as a student. <laughs> like what the fuck? That motherfucker <laughs> scored good twelve hundred on SAT. <laughs> Stupid. Motherfuckers that work for the NCAA, they like the FBI. Oh, they knew everything. Oh my god, they had me all the way jammed up. <laughs> <laughs> all the way jammed up. So how'd you end up in Rhode Island then? I was going to UCLA. That's what I thought. I remember hearing that. And then Harrod got fired on yep. November 6th. Whatever year he got fired. November 6th is my birthday. On oh, your birthday. He taking you They with. tell me I got to leave UNLV. So I was going to go to UCLA. So I said, fuck, I'm just going to go him in Rhode Island. Was Cat with you up there? Yeah, he took care of me that first year there. They wouldn't even let me practice. The secondary bats gone. Intramurals? Intramurals. They, they wouldn't even let you fuck with that? Because of that SAT shit. Oh, man. I guess because, you know, I'm the number one player in the country, extra heralded, whatever. Well, number one, number two, whatever you want to call it. Them motherfuckers probably thought I couldn't even read or write. So they got, they hold, like, the president and all these people, I guess, that work for the school and all that. And they asked me to write a story about my life. Now, I'm sitting there, I'm thinking about it. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm, doing, I'm doing it, and I'm like, I'm, I'm I'm doing it. I'm like, these motherfuckers is really testing to see probably if I can read or write. <laughs> I mean, I, I did it though. <laughs> it all worked out. So you ended up playing what, one year there? One year. What was that like though? I mean, that was such a small time school and you were such a big name. Incredible. I mean, the town showed me love. The school showed me love. You know, besides that. And so, I mean, I didn't know if that, I didn't know if they were doing that, but I'm just saying. Right. You know what I mean? I just try to, I'm just trying to make it all make sense. Um, but the school showed me extra love. After my mom's passed away, I was really like, fuck school. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I wish I took it a little bit more serious, though. So 99, fourth pick in the draft, you go to LA. Let alone the basketball experience, what was it like going to LA, the city? You got weed and white women, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, one thing about the I, I, I said, and it's seventy-five though, every, every day. day. The three day. W's: weather, weed, and women, man. That's Come one on, thing man. About the West and I had a million dollars. Mm. And I'm nice. I, that's the, I'm like extra cocky with the game. Like, yeah. you want to play, pick up, whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, whatever you want. You can have it your way. I had a bad decision making, man. What was the basketball side like? You're fresh too. Obviously, the Lakers in their tradition. You're going to a young but up-and-coming team with the Clippers. I mean, shit. I had 30 in my first game. Mm. You know, no sweat, no sweat. <laughs> I'm hyped. I had, we had the first game in the Stable Center. Oh, that was your first game. Was the first game in Stable Center? Word. You blessed him with 30. I was messing with a booster from Vegas. He was in um, construction, and yeah, he pulled out this, these blueprints. He said, Lamar, here's my new building. New building. They call it Staples Center. Like, oh, okay. All right. It's a small world how I wound up opening it up, mm. playing the first basketball game there, getting 30. Mm. That's dope. I mean, I mean, LA, you know, I'm from New York, so it's just like, it's really, like you said, it's heaven, man. At 19. Mm -hmm. Can't complain. 
I don't, you know what's so far? I don't even think I was driving yet. Yeah, y'all don't really be driving out. Word. Way. I think I was taking car services everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff McGinnis, you know Jeff McGinnis? Mm-hmm. Jay Mack. Jay Mack, Jay Mac and Charles Jones holding me down. Yeah. Yeah, coming to get me every day for practice and all that. Jay Mack solid. Yeah. My, when, I, when I first came to LA, you know, I, you know, I go out. When I first got to the Clippers, you would go out sometimes, and the bouncers be like, yo, this ain't no Clipper party. Mm-mm. Yo, could you imagine that? Crazy, right? And then a lot of times, some the people be like, oh, that's more, that's more, that's more, that's more, let them in, let them in. So I'm thinking about it like, a lot of the dudes I was playing with, they wasn't even going out. Mm. Then I'm thinking about it too. On the Clippers, I'm a rookie. I'm number four. You know how the league goes. I'm the highest paid. So they they wasn't even probably even confident enough to even go out and show face <laughs> in LA. Nah, it was definitely different. This shit earliest '99, mm-hmm. 2000s Cuba. CDs. It's still popping mm. in '99. I remember being on a plane with my, CDs, yo, with my with my all my CDs and my CD player. Got the CD book. Everybody had the, the CD book. Got the CD yeah. book. Your second season, Q Miles and, uh, and Darius. Yeah, I remember I showed them how to really party. Right. Talk to us about that. Showed them how to like go out, pop that, a bottle. Yeah, y'all. Was, I take pride in that. Y'all was young guys. <laughs> hey. We used to on them teams. Used to be like, yo, we just we, as soon as we drop in the city, yo, everybody meeting downstairs. Come on, we going out. Hello was just such a cool dude. Like he made sure, and I caught him later. I mean, no, we gonna all get it in. But yeah, he was always going to make sure everybody. If we go out, we going to all. Remember San Antonio? Yes. Y'all whole squad came to my house. Yes. The whole team was in my garage. And yes. we threw it down. We going to all get it in. And, and, we, and nobody, we go out, it might not be. I don't going to say I might not always have to pay for it, but we going to all have a good time. Yeah. That's a real rap. Always. That's always real rap. rolled out the red carpet. But with D, yeah. You know what did that too? It made us tight practice. Going against each other. I'm, I'm pretty sure. You know how it was in Indiana and yeah. all that. You know what I mean? Going that motherfucker and he, every time just like you bond with him. Who was the coach of rookie year? Was it Dunleavy? I didn't get to play for Dunleavy. It was Chris Ford. I played for. Um, oh, that is. And then uh, Jimmy Todd. And God bless the dead, Dennis Johnson was mm. the coach there for DJ a little bit. Huh? Then oh, Alvin Gentry. Oh, Al got a little quick run in there. Yeah. Early mm-hmm. run. Yeah, Alvin Gentry helped me out though. I got suspended twice smoking weed. Yeah. Early on. You get that money back. Now they don't, they don't even test for weed right now, right? No. Nope. Thanks to us. Because of us. Because we had to take the hits for it. 01, you get EB. So, you know, someone you grew up playing with. That was you, him, D Miles, and Q. You guys are starting to make some noise with the Clippers. You know what's crazy? Them, that, them teams let me handle the rock a lot, too, though. Um. I was just flashing back. You know, my memory is like real bad. An accident and all that. But I was just, when you said EB, me playing on the court with EB, I wish we could have played longer together. Cause I can remember coming down, calling C4, C4, C4. No. Turn four. Yeah, yeah. C4, that's Elton number. Especially when he get cooking. He was a load down there. Wow. That basic shit, he average 20 and 10. Mm-hmm. Thanks for his career. So as your career is starting to kind of take off, obviously, what's the, what's, the, what's the balance of basketball and 
off the court life and that new fame. Obviously, people knew you, but being in LA is a whole nother monster. We all know that. So that what's was that like, that was 2003, 2004. It was, it was still really all ball then. I ain't really start, you know, extracurricular party until like 2005, 2006. Was yeah, I was in Miami? Miami? Nah, I was, I wasn't playing with Miami. But the first time, I think I was, I was in Miami, I was visiting Miami. And I was wilding out. Wilding out a little too much. Mm. Picked up a bad habit. 03, you head to South Beach. I think that's D-Wade's rookie year. Yeah. What was that like out there playing with Pat Riley and what kind of relationship did you uh, That was a dream come true for me because I told you I was a, a big Magic Johnson fan. Right. And I'm from New York. So Pat coached the Knicks too. And then um, I got to, you know, play down, play down there for him for a little bit. It was a dream come true. Changed my game though. A lot because my responsibilities on that team was different, different from any other team I've been on. It was in like. In what way? <clears throat> I mean, in LA, it was more like. Go. Get the ball, make a play. You know what I'm saying? Pat got a system, and you're going to defend mm. and be in shape before you do anything else. That's real manhood basketball down there. That changed you for the better, you feel? Made me appreciate the hard work that you put in for anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? On the, on the off the court. Um, Phil's, his, his approach is more psychological. Pat is, he's a, he's a, he's a man man though. When he gave me that money, he told me like, yo, say, I'm, I'm gonna give this money, but first thing you gotta, you can't live by yourself down here. You gotta move your family down here. That's what he said? Rap. So anybody that keep it that funky with you, you know what I'm saying? He, right. he told me that, yeah, sign here, but this is what you got to do. I was like, all right. I did it. When Miami, you know, the they whole um, team is real family oriented. Like, I, I won't that. be surprised if they retire Udonis' number. They got oh, to. Yeah. They got mm-hmm. to. We just had him on the show. Word? Mm-hmm. Got to. Extra stand-up dude. Super great dude. Solid. Super solid dude. He is the prototype. Miami Heat player. Them Alonzo all stand up dudes. Yeah. All gonna get good dudes, man. All gonna be good dudes. Oh four. The Lakers seat feels seem like it's time to part ways with Shaq. And you're a part of a blockbuster trade. Yeah, I didn't even think it was gonna happen. Did you hear any whispers about it or anything? You had any ideas coming? No, I could have deaded it though. What were your thoughts when they brought it to you? I mean, I don't dick ride, nothing. You know what I'm saying? That is not form of transportation. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I got the L kicker. If they do trade me, they're gonna pay me. Mm-hmm. Then I get go back as a Laker. Mm-hmm. But stop there. But why that's more significant to me because I was a Clipper for those couple of years, so I know what it is to be a Laker. You know I me? Mean? Mm-hmm. Same so I'm day. Like, I go back, I'll be king. And I get to play with Bean. That was a no-brainer for me. I took the executive decision. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You coming to Joe and Cove in LA, Dr. Bus, Jeannie, Mitch. Mm-hmm. Dr. Bus is ill. Word. Rest in peace. In a, good, in a good way? Jeannie pops in an amazing way. Yeah. What was the difference? Like you mentioned, you touched on it, but say so you saw at the time the Clippers weren't good. You mean you came into a door? Did we used to do, I mean, I remember I got there in 03. Were you guys practicing South by Southwest back then? You'd have to keep the back doors open so no one breaking into the yeah, cars. Yeah, no, we practiced that um, at the Southwest Junior College. Right. And then we had take to take a shower the, there. No shower, nasty showers. You had to keep the doors open. I would never take a shower yeah, there. Because motherfuckers are stealing, breaking windows. My dude, this is the NBA. I wish I would have been around a dude like who had practice habits like Kobe. Early on? Went word. I'm thinking about all them times pulling up the Southwest. 
10 o'clock practice, coming in at 9.30, like a bump. You know what I mean? There was no examples, though. Nah. Right. Mm-mm. But touch on that. Like, see, I'm, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it right away. You got a chance to play with him. I came and played with you guys. Mm -hmm. What it was like just being with him and, and seeing him. Now, yeah, I mean, well, Abe's, his whole shit is different. I be hearing dudes say his name, like, you ain't really. He was trying to be perfect on the court all the time. Even doing his, like, his little shooting routine or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Even if his, his footwork. Even if he's getting shots, he's doing it in a certain way where he's just trying to be trying to get better at it. You know, his work ethic in the morning, man. He was like, he was a thug at 10 in the morning. He was going extra hard. He was a <laughs> straight up banging on breakfast, man. Straight. <laughs> he said banging on breakfast. Yeah, for real. Like, my man. Constant. Take it easy. Up and at it. There was no such thing, though. Mm -hmm. It was all full steam ahead. Phil Jackson mm -mm. comes in 06. What's that experience like? I'm sure you never had nobody like him. Yeah, and I mean, that, that changed Um, I think just probably the way I, I looked at the game, you know, really not from the, from the physical aspect, um, from the mental aspect, the mental approach. Um, I mean, you know, we used to meditate together. Mm -hmm. And so if you know anything about meditation, that's like prayer in a sense. So really, we like we all praying together, unreligiously. That's deep. You know what I mean. So that's gonna build an extra um, bond. Gives us books to read, according to your personality of who you are, how you want to affect your life. Mm. That's crazy to mm -hmm. have read enough books to be able to. I have something for you. Right. Type shit. That's for deep. real. Don't understand people that much though. Right. Question, how driven was Cole? And how did, that, how did that rub off on you? I learned from this dude just by even, just from just watching him, man. You know, he said he was better than Mike. I know he did, he thought it. He thought it. You could tell though, he felt that way. I said, what? <laughs> but you gotta understand his drive. It's, it ain't too many dudes that play in the NBA that's black, yo. And that really mean it Amen. in they heart. Like, that's growing up right now, like, I'm going to be better than LeBron James. Nah. And I, that's what he chased his whole life, was to be just as good or mentioned with Michael Jordan. I remember saying, I need to get six. I want to be able to sit at the same table with Mike. His whole, his whole frame of mind, his whole, he had 63. And Dallas had 61. In the third quarter. <laughs> Cole. I see, you know how NBA practices. Word of mouth. He hit like 10, 15 straight in the practice. You know, they know the play. You still can't do that. They got an idea. You guys are able to pick up Powell in 2008. Yeah, that changed everything. We was ready to bang after that. Yeah. You guys go to the finals that year and kind of become a part of that historical of the two greatest franchises ever to play uh, rivalry between the Celtics. I don't really think people understand how good Powell is. Probably, especially the people that caught him playing at the end of his career. But he's like, you know. Something else. Because he playing the point guard from the center position. Mm-hmm. Feel what I'm saying? 
So, okay, you know, penetration start from getting the ball in the post, right? That's the deepest penetration you can get. So now you got somebody that got the point guard mentality from that that's spot. close to the basket. But still has everything to score, though, it's too. It's opening everything up. You're like, boom, 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 left, right. Crazy. And, you know, the, the triangle is probably the most intricate offense ever, I would say. He came the first day, he, like, he knew it. Like, he was, he was watching film on it. <laughs> we, had, we played against the Nets. And we took off from that point on. He a rock star too, he went to Spain. He had it rocking. Mm-hmm. I remember that trip. Word. Hey, <laughs> word, I'm like, this is like a big time superstar. Real, we got Kobe and this dude. But that whole Laker experience was like unbelievable, man. How tough were the Celtics to compete against? I mean, shit, they had Paul Pierce, Garnett, and Ray Allen. And they had a good coach. But they were, they were like, they were, they had toughness too. Got big baby, Bass. Yeah. T guy. Forward player. Yeah. Allen Kidd from Chicago, right? Posey. Yeah, they were and, and then there's the and then there's we the Lakers. Mm-hmm. So you always got that beef. You don't even you might not even know basketball, but you know the Lakers got beef with the Celtics. Well, you know you're gonna get their best game. First time they beat our ass though. All right. And Boston fans so wild and crazy. They beat us. They didn't beat us by like 40. They don't even let our bus leave. They shaking the bus. After they whooped you. Bro, after they beat our ass. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what happened if we the one? What did y'all learn from that, though? That experience, that, that 08 loss? Because y'all went on to win two in a row after that. Um, Cope said that was the hardest loss he ever had. Hell yeah. I think, I think that's why I'm like, Yo, I'm going to stay around Kobe a little bit more. He staying, I'm going to stay in. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm gonna really, like, really, like, really follow this this dude all the way through, and and see where it take us. And I think that's the year I decided to come off the bench. Or, How tough was that though? Because you've been a shit was tough because they was I was supposed they were supposed to pay me, yeah? mm. but everything worked out. I wound up, you know, what I'm saying, marrying Shorty and all that. So everything worked out. We'll get to that part, but so back-to-back championships, you get a chance to see them again in 10 yeah. after what they did y'all in eight. How vindicating was that? And then also being able to pick your brother up and, and do it with, with, with Ron. And yeah, Ron I think that's well. why it was big for us to get them. Um, I remember, oh yeah, we won it, we won it that year with Trev. Mm-hmm. And then I remember that summer, he's a free agent. I remember speaking to, I don't know whether I bumped into Ron or, or seeing him somewhere out and was like, yo, if you can, you should come with us, son. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, need a three? Come get one. And then, you know, I already knew with him and Kobe on the same team. It's a lot. It's trouble for the league. Yeah, the school. That's a lot of alpha male. Yeah, them two alone. You know what I'm saying? Because they went at it. Um, when he was on Houston, that one year in the playoffs, they took us to seven games. So I already knew we was gonna have a big, if just mentally, man, because it ain't two dudes on the team no. that got two dudes like Steven Killers. Jackson. No. Or two dudes yeah. like Matt Barnes yeah. and like Steven Jackson, you know what I'm saying? That so mentality. at the two and three, so who they gonna, who gonna really control them? Mm-hmm. But it all worked out, man. Ron, had, Ron got one with us. When we, that's what I'm saying, went on the biggest stage together. Why not win the, uh, 
That's a whole movie, man. How much did you embrace the six-man role? It's, it's different. Hard. It's hard, bro. Say, it's nah, I'm gonna be, but that's again, that's being maybe like help me do that. You didn't want to though. Nah, hell no. So that because was I know what I know what it I, I know the what it what it starts is like even if I average thirty, every team now that I go to, if I'm not with the Lakers, they're gonna try to bring me off the bench. You looked at the big picture. Hope you get this chip, nigga. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> listen to Big Bro. Big bro. Get the chip. Best thing to do, listen to Big Bro. So 2010, um, I get a chance to join you guys. As a team, we're going for a three-peat. Oh. Oh, y'all just got worse. <laughs> I think that was the year I won. That was your six-man year, wasn't it? Again, me. Yeah. We had a hell of a squad Yo, coming off the bench, like, though. always like what you do. Do it, be the best. Mm. Reality TV? Fuck how the best reality TV show. Right. Y'all went there. Y'all got it. Fuck. Be do great. it. Be great, period. You know his shit, Joe, just do it. Be on the free throw line. Nigga, just make it. That's simple. Say he had I gotta, a I got a I won an award while I was filming a reality TV show in the NBA. That ain't gonna never be done again. And I but the only thing place it could be done is in LA. Cause yep. you gotta do it with um, that an organization lifestyle. that's that open minded. Yep to do something like that. Now you're on the biggest stage. You're winning championships with the greatest franchise in the history. And then you link up. I'm uh, black royalty now. Right. With the Kardashians. That shit was link, a whole yeah, you different link up look. With the it's just like, I'm going to be honest with you. My guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I got married in 30 days, man. I love that woman. I loved her. If I could have a, 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 a talk with 29-year-old Lamar Odom, we probably would shoot the family. We yeah. were fighting, like, what the fuck? Like, what are you doing? Because I, I was like, I was thinking, like, I was unstoppable. We all did. You know what I'm saying? I got a wife that's, in her world, is probably just as popular as me. Mm-hmm. The extra bag, Khloe Kardashian bought me a Phantom Game 7. I woke up to my kids and drop-top Phantom. Mm-hmm. That was the drop head, though. That wasn't the, that wasn't the Dawn, the 250. That was the five, that was the one that was half a man. The big boy. Yeah, I had one too. That was the half a man one. But tell me, I mean, you, like I said, it and doesn't get- being the fast ass, huh? It doesn't, it doesn't get bigger than the Lakers. Nah, it don't. And, and it don't get bigger you, than them. You almost, like you said, you met your match Extra off, cross branding though. You know what I mean? So that's, that's what I was gonna get to that. What kind of different light and atmosphere did that branding put you in? That was an incredible, enormous light. Obviously, I, like I was, only a New York nigga could be handle that. No offense to some people from anywhere else. Cause you have to only you have to be a star for you was a star. Mm-hmm. To understand that, that type of like that that you getting. Cause I mean, obviously I didn't even know how to handle it. You smell me or I handled it wrong. <clears throat> In some sense I'm not married to it anymore. Right. Was it hard to just never be able to turn it off though? Like you on ESPN and TNT with your with the Lakers, and then you go across and you're on the biggest reality show ever. Like nah, there's never nah, really nah, an I'm off a real, time. I'm a real, I'm a real one. I think at the end of the day, I'm a, I'm a realist. So I knew when to be Lammy, and I knew when to be number seven. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Was there a difference? 
I don't know. I would say I think number seven is a little harder. Um, I'll be honest with you, that's like one of the best times of my life, though, man. You had a lot of mishap. I remember <sighs> the attempted trade to Dallas, and then it ends up being a trade. To Charlotte. Charlotte first. Mm-hmm. What was that like? Because you had completely bought yeah, it. Yeah, I was a little, I was, yeah, I was disappointed. But at the end of the day, I, you know, I was having talks with my agent at that time, I remember, and he was uh, re- reminding me how I helped build his um, company, mm-hmm. which is XL Sports, Jeff Schwartz. And he's like, so Lamar, if, you know, if anybody know about the business, it's you. You know, you know it ain't nothing personal. Don't take it personal. It's the way the world bounces. But I mean, that, I always, though. yeah, I mean, you can't, that. but you know, when you put in your heart, and I know man. Take a pay cut to come off the bench. You know what I'm saying? Now you want to trade me? I'm always I'm gonna take it personally. But that was supposed to be the Chris Paul trade. Yeah, they got vetoed by. Then I wonder why they why the NBA did that trade. Mm-hmm. The Lakers gonna be too powerful with Chris mm-hmm. Paul? Mm-hmm. One of the great mysteries. Yeah. What happened? Mm-hmm. But see, it was funny because we talked to Webb earlier about the situation where he had a no trade clause, and. He ended up saying, fuck it, if you don't want me, I'm, I'm gone. Like, he, he said that shit really hurt him. And he ended up going to Philly. It sounds like a similar situation to you. Like, they try to get you, and that situation doesn't work. But then it's almost like the bridge is burned at that point. Yeah, yeah. Then they traded me to Dallas. Like, it was just the timing. With the Dallas trade. That summer, I had seen some real wild, crazy shit. I'm going to give you a, just a brief little synopsis. So... My cousin gets shot in the head, all right? So he gets shot in the head, fly to New York, I go see him. He's sitting there, mm. eyes rolling the back of his head, he's brain dead, whatever. I'm sitting there talking to him, blah. I'm all fucked up. So I get in the car, go get a haircut, okay? Gets the haircut, I gets in the car. The driver must know somebody I know. He hands me the phone. Well, hell, Lamar, what's name want to talk to you? In that split second, a dude on a motorcycle, he hits a dude on a motorcycle. Boom, boom, boom. The motorcycle flips over here, hits a kid that's standing in the street. I walk up over to the kid. Now, meanwhile, remember, I just told you, I just came from the hospital seeing my cousin. He's brain dead. I walk over, see the kid. I said, oh, shit, this nigga's dead. He's dead. Call Chloe, like, oh, Chloe. She's like, come on, just go back in the car. Just go back in the car. So the Dallas trade, Mark Cuban, I kind of like let him know where my head was. There's a lot like, going yo, on. Yeah, you're not really getting Lamar older. I'm like, this is what I've been going through this summer. You know, my head is all fucked up. And then and he's like, yo, this is not, now you want to talk about Dallas. So <laughs> he like, hi, Lamar, whatever. So I get down there. I'm playing like shit. Who getting on me to, in the worst way about this shit? Mark Cuban. Damn. I'm like, 
like I kind of told, I told you where my head was. You know what I'm saying? Then we had, then we whatever. Oh man, that shit was just a real crazy situation, man. Then I'm playing in Memphis, stinking it up again. He kicks me in my shin to get, try to get my attention to play better and all that. I kind of lose it, like yo, get me the fuck out of here. For, you know, ain't no man gonna put your feet on me first of all. I don't care how many billions. This is post game. Nah, this is during the game, halftime. <laughs> Kicked you. This nigga like, like, Mm-mm. come on, Lamar. Like, I'm like, I, if Vince Carter wasn't there, I'd have beat his ass. Cause he know he was that wrong. Mm-hmm. Put your feet on a young black man. What's wrong with you? Don't do that. But to his defense, I mean, I was stinking it up. Extra. Like, that probably could have been my worst stint in basketball in my NBA career. And I'm sorry, Mark Cuban, for taking your money, but you was just as wrong for, kick, for putting your feet on me <laughs> as wrong as I was playing. <laughs> for real. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. That situation ends. You hit ups, uh, you know, downs off the court end up getting, or Chloe ends up filing for a divorce in 13. Where's your oh. head at? Obviously, the off the court issues are starting to really weigh on you. Yeah, that's the drugs though. Talk to us about that. Because drugs, you, first of all, you, you shameful. Mm-hmm. When you do drugs and you know, and living in shame, you just put yourself in, it leads to bad decision making. Shame and anxiety. And, um, 
Yeah, and then, you know, she's telling me she wanted a divorce, and <clears throat> of course I got a divorce her if she wanted, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then I, I gave you something else, something good to know, too. So then I went to that, um, I remember the day, <clears throat> signed a paper with the divorce. <clears throat> so I'm like, fuck it. I'm gonna fulfill this fantasy I always got. I always see this fucking bunny ranch shit on HBO. I'm gonna go pop up on them. Now, call, had the people come get me. Now, meanwhile, I'm telling y'all this. I ain't really tell a lot of people this, but I'm telling y'all this. I ain't do drugs that day. You know what I'm saying? I know a lot of my memories, a lot of, it was fried, whatever, from 12 strokes, six heart attacks and all that mm. that I had when I was down. But that day, I ain't do drugs. All right? Get to the bunny ranch shit, whatever. Think I'm going to act out. Boom, boom, dick's hard, all that. I pop, I pass out. And word to mother, word to mother, I ain't do drugs that day. I'm gonna keep it real with you. I wish they would let me know what the fuck they gave me, because that had to be some good shit, my God. Because that shit had me put out, that shit, three days, and I had 12 strokes and six heart attacks. From something they gave you there? Hell yeah. Damn. Whatever it was, my guy. Just a super, like a, a whatever it was, whatever they stuck me with, however they put that shit in me, mm. however they did it. But your mental, so your mental was just, you were so, there was so much going on, you were just I open to kind of just get away? I lost my wife. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I was like a, you know, I was a Kardashian, so I'm, they queens, so I'm a black Kardashian, so I'm a king. Right? I took off my throne, mm. off of my actions, on some bullshit. Yeah. You know, but. Lesson learned. You talk about that day and all the after effects. You said, what, 12 strokes, six heart attacks. When did you kind of start, when you woke up from that? What's your, what's your thought process? First, how I get here. Mm. You know That's the first thing you said, how I get here. My nigga, I was down, down, down. Mm. If you I go, you had a 50-50 chance. No, I was down, like, go say your final goodbyes to Lamar Odom. They told my family. I was all the way there. If, if, if we go to um, see the sign out right now, it's like a, if I go there, it's like a party. Because you made it. Because the dead man is walking. Mm. I was all the way down, my God. When I woke up, I couldn't walk or talk. Now, I mean, you know, we big, strong athletes. We sit here, shoot the shit, we talking. Like, it's nothing. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't walk. Yo, like, I all talk. I couldn't, no verbiage can come out of my mouth. You know what I mean? But I'm gonna keep it real with you. I never really um, questioned God or, or, or lost any faith. Mm-hmm. Not one time. Not one time. And even, like, you would have to, like, beat me down physically or to question my faith in God or, like, take me, like, take everything from me. You don't look like what you've been through, bro. No, you still look good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you know what's so crazy? Because 
Some like people be on the street, you know, whatever. I might be recognizable and shit like that. And people like, yo, Lamar, you look so good. Like I almost get like lightweight offended. Like, damn, was I that bad? Yeah, like, hey, like, what the fuck you expect me to <laughs> nah, look like? But, but you know, you know what I mean? Is, but a lot of people on the outside, like, they wasn't there. But yeah. we, even us, from being afar, not being able, because you know, in my mind, I wanted to be at the hospital to check. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know how me and you rock. Yeah. But around the world. We might wasn't there, but we know what you've been through. And yeah. to see you look like Lamar that I seen in the NBA as a yeah. rookie, you look the no, same, bro. Damn, so though, to, for you to come up, mm-hmm. come up out of all that right. and to look like you ain't went through none of that shit, bro, you know what I'm saying? It, 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 it's, it's motivation to a lot of people, whether you know it or not. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, all I could do. Because a lot of people don't come up out of that shit, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't come up out of it. So for you to be able to stand like you standing as strong as you are right now, you know what I'm saying? And dealing with everything and being the dude, the, the strong brother that we know, mm-hmm. we got to salute you for that, bro. Because I know a lot of people wouldn't have made it. Yeah, even if I don't really even express it verbally or, or actually say it, you know what I'm saying? God knows where my heart is at. Right. That's all that matters. So he know, actually, he know I'm like, this is like beyond grateful. It's just to be living, man. Mm-hmm. Like, that's real rap. What was that recovery process like? I mean, we've been through Tedious. divorces, but I'm saying, like I said, on top of that, you're still dealing with an ailing heart, and then you got all these, now you got new medical conditions, now you're just kind of happy to be alive, but still, like you said, the grind was real. Tedious. 20 training camps. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but just always knowing that, like, I know I'm gonna be able to walk again. I know I'm gonna be able to talk again. You're like, you know what I mean? Like, I couldn't hold my bowels, man. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm Lamar Odom. I'm gonna see this, see the sign in hospital, and these nurses is changing me every day. Mm. And they know who the fuck I am and who the, like, this shit is extra humbling. Real rap. Extra humbling. I mean, to let, and then, this is even before I even really expressed that I didn't do drugs that day. So really the humility is that everybody thinking that I put this on myself. And I know that's one of the reasons why he ain't take me. Because mm-hmm. he ain't want me that on my back. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's just extra humbling experience. So I mean, so like nothing else could get me more down in that situation. No money, no bitch. You know what I mean? No, no, no. Fuck how fly you think you are, whatever. I'm gonna get through anything and you, everything. You spoke on Ron Artest's uh, Showtime documentary, Cried Storm, and you, and you spoke to mental health. That you well, can't mental do health shit is, without Mental it. health is where it's at right now. For real, I'm trying to close this deal with this company called um, PHM. I don't know if y'all heard of Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. Heard of Clubhouse? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get my own... Um, room and clubhouse to support the whole mental health. I mean, especially, you know, during the um, COVID Mm -hmm. pandemic, man. I know a lot of people probably been taking the easy way out, sniff some blow, crack, whatever, some pills, some opioid, you know what I mean? That shit ain't really the way to go. What do you do when you, what do you do when you have urges like that? I'm gonna be honest with you, that's how I know I'm saved for real because I don't even even think about getting high. Absolutely mm-hmm. love it. First of all, I I'll get sick and won't even be able to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, real rap. 
you touched on mental health and how that's never been something that's black men we discussed. It's, it's, <coughs> nah. it's, it's a sign of weakness. We, it's sign of this. It. we always think it's like, it's cool for our dude to be a little crazy. Yeah. Or and just we tough know it out. Niggas off. You know what I'm saying? And he might need help. But it's very important that we do. We can't be helping them lock us up. You know? They're going to do that anyway. Real rap. You lost, obviously, your, <clears throat> your, your mom at a young age. Mm-hmm. Um, dad dealing with, he did, dealing with what he dealt with. You recently made a social media post um, rewatching a, a Kardashian marathon and kind of thanked the oh, family because you yeah. felt like you know, they really to. surrounded you with a lot of love that seemed like it had been missing for yeah, I had to, though. You know what I'm saying? Once family, always family, right? Right. Shit, I get emotional sometimes, too. I lost my son, man. Mm. You know, life is just... I never would think too much of myself, man. You know what I'm saying? That shit could be taken from you instantly, man. But it also shows after everything you you here for a real reason. Like you In fact, think. yeah, and you know what, though? I'm gonna be honest with you, like, I kind of like really trying to like, I think that's like what I'm trying to like still like find out. What's that reason? Yeah. Is it to get myself all the way back on, completely on? Is it to help others or a combination? I think both. I think this is the human side of athletes that people don't really see and we don't even <laughs> realize, you know what I mean? We go through stuff on the highest level with money and fame and this, but it's also we're going through real world issues. So you're, you're doing and going through shit that other people have been through. Oh well, yeah, people think fame and money erase everything. Nah, hell nah. They don't understand the, the additions. It magnifies. That it adds. What was your last conversation with Kobe, you remember, before? You want me to keep it all the way up with you? <coughs> I had um, been gambling. You know what I'm saying? And it had the, uh, oh, it had kind of got like a little too steep for where I was at at that time. And it, like, it was getting tight. You know what I'm saying? And if you're in a bad situation, especially about some money, he, he, he ain't the one that you're going to want to call. You know, if, if you, maybe if you have a way to work off the money, or you know what I'm saying, <laughs> or you know what I mean, or just to hold something, then he, you ain't going to want that. Whatever, I gathered up the strength. I put my pride to the side, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And... Him a call. He was like, you know, after he went in. He went in on you first? Yeah. Lightweight. He was just like, have your people, call my people, and then we figure it out. Now that, that was that was one before the last time I spoke to him. Last time I spoke to him, I don't I don't know exactly what it was about, but it was just about being great. 
think I think he might have been telling me about the body armor deal that he just did. Hmm. And just about being great. Obviously gone much too soon. You made a very touching IG post about him, about what he meant to you and the time you guys shared. Can you can you can you touch I mean, on I that? I learned so I learned so much about him, man. So much from him, man. Off the court. Or just from just by being a fly on the wall. You know what I'm saying? Watching how somebody carry themselves. You know what I'm saying? An extreme pressure situations on the court. Remember them photos that he did in the all white? <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. And everybody was killing him for it? Mm hmm We played in Utah. The whole crowd had them pictures. They had pictures of them? Every <laughs> single seat in that crowd. Why mm. did they do that? Had them pictures. Mm. And he still go out there and serve. Them people, them Utah people, they're rough. Let me they tell had, you something. They, they had, had a cardboard cutout of me, remember? Mm -hmm. Listen, they had a blow up doll. And the blow-up doll had a French-made outfit on and had a sign around his neck that said, no means no. Mm. Wow. That's how they do in Utah, though. Yo, right? yo. Utah's tough. I like the crowd, but some of them, I mean, some I, of them I, are OT. I, yeah, I could t I'm, not, I'm into the spirit yeah. of competition. Some of them are too I'm much, in for, I'm into that. No, we was like, yo, hold up. My man, like, hold up. They threw a bunch of yo, niggas at us that we believe team. They was nigga this, nigga that. A bunch of white people. I'm just like, huh? Y'all got to get that out of here. They had a cardboard cutout of me in a jail uniform because I just got out of trouble. Life size, right under the basket. They don't play. Life size. A six eight cardboard cutout, me and the life, the, you know how they was the uh, uniform and life they was in? That's the type of jail suit. That was before Jack got that the teeth. with the pinstripe joint? Before he got the new teeth, too. Oh, exactly. Gaps all kind of shoes up in that shoe. Fucked up. Oh, shit. That's banana. Yeah, they crazy in Utah, man. Just crazy how life come at you fast. Who knows, man? You know, I miss being though. Yeah, me too. I miss having the person that, you know what I mean? He was had his shit together. Didn't he? I just can't not hear his name and not get not, you know, get emotional, bro. You know what I mean? It's hard. But what he meant to us, man, it's just like Man, I was yeah, yeah. I don't really I don't cry probably as much as I should. I do. Shit. But That's the easy way for me to get crying. Like, you know what I'm saying, to go there. Because, I mean, you know how you die. Somebody get killed. It's a little different than being sick or. Totally different, dog. We got a chance. You know, we did one of his last interviews. And before we actually interviewed him, you know, we was doing our thing here. But we was at his office. And he was just so adamant on this next chapter of life, this next 20 of kind of shedding the, the, the image of who he was as a great basketball player, but stepping into Nah, this. you know, he, like, when I say he had his shit together, I'm not just saying, like, he had, like, he just, he knew what he wanted to do. Oh, his direction, that's what I'm or, saying. Or at all time. Well, he, he told, he, he was going to be greater in this next 20 than he was in this past, and I'm just like, how? 
but he was dead set on being great in whatever was He could have been an ill coach. Anything. See how ill he had his daughter. See how ill he got Kyrie, Tatum, yep. all his little disciples, they all killing. Yep. Mitchell. Yep. It's just like, he, he nuts with it. Um, Michael Jones probably would have never stole him no. under his secrets. Mm-mm. How did you get into boxing? Payday. You used to do it. Nah, but no, nah, I used to. No, nah, I used to. You, nah, does, you, you used to box though a little bit. Nah, for I, training. I tra- yeah, I trained in when I played for the Lakers. My best um, playing days, I used it as as training. I just noticed my how my my hand I got so much quicker. Um, your disposition as a man changes too. You know what I'm saying? When you box, like a little bit more confrontational. Take less shit. One motherfucker can't talk to you any kind of way. But, you know, everything happened in my life for a reason. It's probably happened at 41. It's good for me to pick up boxing. I wouldn't even mind investing in a, a little boxing gym. Nah, just because it's a, it's a great way to stay in shape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got one. I got some. I do sometimes. Word. I got a bag in my crib. For real? And it's a good way, like, you know. It's a great cardio workout. Yeah, like. Then you sharpening all the tools you just may need. You hope you don't need them. You know that. You be how you yeah. train. You be mm-hmm. on the whole UFC shit, mm-hmm. your whole gym, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't gonna let nobody move in your man space and all yeah. that. It's a lot of discipline, too. Teach you a lot of discipline. Breathing and all that all stuff. All that stuff. Yeah. All that. Meditation. I'm looking forward to seeing you squabble. Yeah. I'm, it's, pro- it's gonna be quick. I might play with What you want me to just play with them? It's only three rounds. Yeah, just. Just jab him to yeah, his face. Yeah, just jab ball him. Ball. Yeah. I'll just jab <laughs> him, then finish with him right. Jab boom. him to his face, come on. Yeah, jab, 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 boom, right. Jab, yeah. jab, jab, right. Hook, I told hook, you they, uh, right. yeah. the, the, the folks wanted me to box you. For real? They hit me up. They're like, hey, we got Lamar. Would you box Lamar? Probably do that next one. I wouldn't, know, I won't, I wouldn't watch that because he, he know how I am. Like, you can probably do that next one. I can't get somebody I fuck with. Pay, pay? I'm trying to hurt you. Yeah, that, that was only, my thing. I was like, I it's can't. It's only three rounds. You right. got the headgear. We can knock each other out. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Third round. Same time, Double knockout. Double TKO. You ready? Double TKO. Word up. Nah, For they real. hit me up, and I'm just like, nah, I can't box my man. I was, I'm, I'm easy, the same though. thing. You know what I mean? Like, I can't box someone I fuck with. Nah, I, no, it's supposed to, but you know what, I think it's, um, it's an opportunity for me to, um, just to promote the celebrity boxing and get more maybe athletes or other celebrities that want to box. Yeah. I'm, they said, I, I heard you. Maybe was, rappers, that's beefing. Yeah. You, got the beefing. Demeanor, you got the demeanor for us. You know, I ain't got the demeanor for I got us. the plug. Yeah. And you said uh, a little redemption for Nate. Yeah. Shout out Nate, my little, our little bro. It's the homie. Yeah. That ain't really. Like, you remember how you okay. I hate it. Remember how you said on that, would you say drink chance ain't sit too good with you? Yeah, yeah. When I watched that Logan Paul in them joints, I manifested this boxing shit because I said, yo, I'm gonna use my boxing skills and fight Logan Paul. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Real right. Yeah, yeah. And so I manifested all of this. You believe in manifestation, right? Oh yeah, no question. Talk it up, talk it up, no talk question. it up, talk it up. Speaking of existence, yeah. And um, real right. I was like, I gotta do something for Nick because they ain't really. Al said the same thing. He Al. was. Al said the same thing. I got to, I got to go punch on Jake. For yeah, because Al box too. Me and Al, Al go to the same place in LA. Al nice. He is nice. And he ain't no little dude. Me and Al go to the same place in LA though. Yeah, okay. Pound for pound. Yeah, yeah. Real rap. I yeah. seen his pitch in there. Yeah. Yeah, now nah, Al ain't no little, but see, Al one of them dudes that in boxing, the way the, I think of the body tighten, he got to be tough because his, his yeah. core and all that. 
be hard to wear him down. You know who be you know who be ill in boxing too though? Ron too though. Ron would be an ill boxer too. Yeah, though. I, I, so? I, 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 I just think extra though, long but arms. this with Ron though. I don't think Ron. Ron might bite you. Ron, yeah, yeah. Ron ain't sane enough yeah, to protect nah. himself. Ron, like yeah, Ron, Ron will just be an animal. If you, if you hit, hit me in, and you fuck around and knock him out, you got to watch out for the rest of your life too, because he gonna come find you. <laughs> yeah, he gonna come back. <laughs> but see, that, that's what I'm talking with me. Right, I feel. I'm gonna be. I could win the fight if I look in the mirror after the fight and I see a lip bust. I'm, I want more action. I still want action, so I, I, I'm not disciplined enough to be a boxer. I want action at all yeah, times. I used to play. Yeah, Aaron McKee used to be. I used to. Fuck with Aaron McKee, like, yo, Aaron, I'm gonna be an ill fighter. He's like, nah, L, you got too much fatty tissue on your face. That shit bust <laughs> open. You gonna cut it? Yeah, you cut it. Easy. <laughs> For real. Dope. All right, we coming down to the end. We got some quick hitters. Uh, first thing to come to mind, um, go with. Uh, toughest to guard during your career and why? Tracy McGrady. Yeah. Mm. He on everybody's list. I don't think he get and enough. Q set me up for that. Q did. <laughs> Tell me about what it. What happened? happened? Q set me up for that. <laughs> Q set him up for the wham wham. Because I, I guess Q knew the history of us, me and McGrady, battling in high school. Ah. So before the game, Q like, no, I jump ball. Q like, yeah, Al, you about to show this nigga? Who, who shit is this? You about to show this nigga who the best? Al, right now, Al, right now. You know, T-Mac, he just like, Nonchalant. <laughs> you see the face he made. Both, he both like, of them nonchalant, though. Yeah. He was just like, he gave me like 44. Ooh. And I'm going to be honest with you, I'm going to say like 35 of them probably was on me. Even though, <laughs> like I had like a real good stat line, and I think we won the game, if I'm not mistaken, I had a real good stat line, like maybe like 17, 19. 12, 8, something like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say like 35 of them shit was on me. Like, because he was, he had my package, but he just had the athleticism to top it off. Could handle that thing, shoot it, mm-hmm. but he just would go over you. He will go over you. 6, 8, take off. Go over you. Seen him do it. Then the dirt. You know, he's shooting over the back of his head. He got the wet ball. Mm-hmm. And Garnett, I ain't never really played against a body. And I, you know, I ain't no pussy from the court. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna back down on nothing about me. But he just got his motor. Yeah. His motor is enough to intimidate you. If you, you know what I'm saying? If you watch him in the layup line, dunking it. Yo. <laughs> I remember we was playing against Garnett. Me, D, Mavs, and Q. You know, um, that's D Miles' idol, Kevin Garnett. Mm-hmm. So whenever we play against Kevin Garnett, D Miles showing up, and D Miles coming down talking, and Garnett like, ooh, ooh, these niggas out here dunking and shit. My <laughs> dick is getting hard. My <laughs> dick is getting hard. <laughs> well, I'm saying Garnett, Nowinski, and, and, and McGrady. Mm. But I ain't never seen nobody play hard like um, KG. Yeah, he was an animal. You plus four going to the blacktop. You plus four going to the blacktop to get a dub. Who you taking with you? Anybody. Former players, homeboys from the from around the way. Mmm. You plus four. It don't matter. Like you don't gotta go position, no, no, go no, position no, list. No, it's just four people you taking basketball, with you. Basketball, we're going to hoop. Basketball, basketball pass you taking with you to the rough and win a game. And you might have to fight. Hundred racks on the line. Mm. 
What what four are you taking with you to the rucker to get this dub? One game. Four? Four. Plus you, you. you plus four. You and your heyday. You make plus five, four. yeah. Me, y'all two, and give us a point guard. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Just one game? Yeah. Me, y'all two, and God bless his dad being. I know I ain't gonna lose. Ain't nobody oh, gonna push nah, up on us, try us, no we, nothing. We ain't losing no fight, no, no game, nothing. no nothing. No nothing. We gonna nah. undefeated that day. No yeah. nothing. <laughs> nothing. That's, that's the best GM and I heard for real. that question. That's hey, easy. Uh, your top five rappers. Right now. Period. I wanna your top five, period. Just ever? Your top five rappers. I mean, I'm time. from New York. I know. Give us a whole list. Huh? Said, I, I'm gonna be biased. I'm from Texas, so what's yours? Big and I want to hear somebody get in, just go in. Yeah, I go, Jay. You're big. Pun. Pun was dope. Pun was nice as big fuck. Big L. I don't think Big L was nice as Pun, though. Okay. Pun. Jay. Big. Big. Jay the Kiss. Mm. Nas. Yes. Mm. Mm. That's solid right there. You can't beat that. Nas yeah. gets busy. Nas yeah. super busy. Oh, what you just, mean? He just won his first he Grammy, didn't he? Busy. Did he? Yeah, for King's Disease. Yeah, he did. Shout Him out Hit Boy. That's his first Grammy? Shout mm-hmm. out Nas and Hit Boy. If I'm not mistaken. Who did you have in your pregame rotation? Three songs from some some you used to listen to before a game. Sometimes it's so crazy because sometimes I, I listen to a slow jam. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we like yeah, we the yeah. same way. <laughs> For real. R&B, I yeah. ain't have to listen to no motherfucker. Because I'm already stupid. Yeah. So I ain't even listening to, listen to nothing crazy. Yeah. Kill him, kill him, push him. I didn't need yeah. that. I'm, I'm going to jail. So my best thing was Sade. Sade? Sometimes I go, I go groove there. Sometimes I always need someone a little bit. Mm-hmm. See, I need that. Doom. I need that. Your love is king for the games. I didn't need no Tupac in that. The doom 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 roof yeah. theory. Yeah, tell me theory. that joint, um, outstanding, and then I'll probably something like get at me, dog. I could, yeah, could never get that wrong with. Boom boom boom. If boom, I want, yeah, if I wanted to really like, Girl, you knock me boom, out. Get at me, dog. Was gonna get me hype. Oh, DMX. Yeah. See, I didn't need that. I didn't you need that. That was too much. <laughs> that was over the top. I, yeah, for you. yeah, for real. I'd have been barking for real. <laughs> <laughs> get at me, dog. Was one of my joints, though. I ain't gonna hold you. If you can go back. And oh re- man! And relive one moment in your basketball career, which moment would it be and why? When I hit the shit, um, the shot versus Atlantic uh, versus Temple, Atlantic oh, 10 the, championship. That was for the cha- that was for the championship, wasn't it? Why? When I picked that time, because the significance of the win. We got a win to go to the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. I used to see you look sweet in them little baby blue and white uniforms. Yeah, all, I think all the, all the, all the, all my, all the hard times I, I went through as a youth. Right there. Mm-hmm. I let out. Switched I couldn't even away. stand up after that motherfucking shot. I couldn't give the, give the, uh, couldn't even do the press conference. I let all that emotion out. Mm-hmm. And I was humbly, but I was the man. That was my moment. Right. You feel what I'm saying? And then the aftermath of that game. Get back to the hotel, the whole state of Rhode Island. I open the door to the hotel, the whole state of Rhode Island going crazy. <sighs> Last question, bro. Your answer, you have to help us with your answer to this question, all right? What's up? Who would you like to see on our show? Who would you like to see on All the Smoke that haven't been on already? Y'all had Garnett on here yet? Yeah, we got yep. Garnett. Yeah, KG. 
You heard AI? Mm-hmm. I seen AI. Of course. You about to get big fella. Mm-hmm. About to get big fella tomorrow. Diddy. 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 Ooh, nice. That's a good call. Nice. That's my guy. Hold up. Let's talk. You remember? You remember? You, I'm gonna just put this out there. You said who I wanted to be like, Magic Johnson. Right. But off the size basketball, it'd be Puff Daddy, man. Mm. Mogul. It's everything. I know what smell good. I know what look fly. Mm. I know what tastes good. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just an ill dude. Nah, he's super solid. I remember when I, the first night after um, George Floyd died and I had to do an interview on CNN, and like 10 minutes before the interview, I never told the story, 10 minutes before the interview, my face, I get a FaceTime from a number, a California number I don't know. So I answered. And I get a text, it's Diddy. And I FaceTime and it was just like a pregame speech. It's mm. like, this your biggest moment of your life. Every black person in the world counting on you. Mm. I know you I knew you was built for it. I know you're gonna say the right things. I just wanted to give you some encouragement. Mm. And, I, and that meant the world to me for him to reach out to me, you know what I'm saying, during that moment. That's something I needed. So Diddy is a real one. Shout out Diddy, man. Mm-hmm. I think closing, man, we just want to thank you, let you know we love you, man. You, nah, thank you, great. bro. I you know love you more. And I love great. everybody out there for yeah. loving me. Love you, no, bro. it's great that, you know, like I said, to get a chance to know you and then see the stuff that happens, it's just like, damn. But, I mean, you've always been a great dude with a great heart. And I think, that, like you said earlier, that's why you're still here. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to be honest, like, I'm still, you know, it's a blessed position to be in, to, yeah. you know yeah. what I'm saying, to be, um, trying to find out, you know, why you survived, would you survive? But be, it could also be frustrating. It's a blessing to have a testimony because some people never been through mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah, at times it could be frustrating. Mm-hmm. Having we, ups and downs. We doing shit together. Like, you know what I mean? We got the Lamar Odom documentaries coming to Showtime. We, you did. We, we build that's that a big. Out. Yeah, that's a that's big. But we gonna get some shit together, man. But we just want to say, man, like I said, you've been through it. You've a hell of a road, but you're here for a real reason, man. And, and you always got two brothers here. You know that. And we love you, man. Love Thanks. you, bro. You know that. Yeah. Appreciate Same you, man. Yeah. Same here. That's a wrap. All the smoke with our special guest, Lamar Odom. Hello. Let's do it. Brought to you by Showtime Basketball YouTube and the iHeart platform, Black Effects. We'll see y'all next week. This is All the Smoke, a production of the Black Effect and iHeart Radio in partnership with Showtime. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare
AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.